Life Audio. All right, welcome back to another episode of Salty Saints Podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And today we're going to be talking about... Just kidding. We're talking about cussing. We didn't actually just say anything just now. Yeah. That that was just for comedic effect. It's it's totally cool. We're keeping yeah. it we're keeping it clean. I promise. But we are talking about cussing. What does the Bible say about cussing? And uh, is it a sin? Answer: Probably. <laughs> Most of the time, yeah. Almost, maybe even always. I don't know. We're going to talk about it. We're going to figure that out, and we're going to do that right after a word from our sponsors. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Okay, Randy. So... This one was actually your idea. It was, yeah. You just kind of threw this at me earlier this week, and I just immediately was like, yep, that. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Um, so I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I've wanted to do this for a while. Um, I grew up in a family where... <laughs> okay, secret's out now. Uh, yeah, uh, Dad was a pastor and said... Uh, you know, you never cuss, and any time I would do something even close to it, he would uh, he would correct me, and then he would cut loose with some profanity when yeah. things weren't going right, and I'd kind of look at him and, uh, okay, <laughs> how exactly is this supposed to work again? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I never, I never actually called him on it because I was afraid he'd cuss me out. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, yeah, I kind of I can relate to that a bit. Um <laughs> my my dad kept it pretty clean most of the time honestly, but then like you know, he heard himself working on the job or something and then you'd hear a slew of words that just <laughs> weren't ever supposed to crawl out of anybody's mouth and you'd be like, "Whoa." <laughs> Like the Paul Simon song, they said words they never, I never heard in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> but like when I was a little kid, um, I I don't know if I heard him say it, like when he got hurt or something, or if I heard it on like a TV show or something, but I started saying, like, and I'm talking like I was a baby, like I was like two, maybe three, right? And I started saying, son of a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my dad pulls me aside one day. And he goes, okay, Zach, listen. He's like, you can't 
say this word anymore. He's like, I know. He's like, I know that you want to say that word when things, you know, you get hurt or something. He's like, but listen, he's like, I'm going to tell you the worst word you can ever say. <laughs> and he's like, and so instead of saying that word you've been saying, just say this one. And I was like, okay. And he's like, the worst word you can ever say is pumpkin. Like a pumpkin. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and so it's like a week later. And I was a weird kid, man. I carried around a Stanley hammer, like a legit hammer. And, I, <laughs> and if they tried to take it from me, I'd freak out. I'd cry. And I'd, I'd cry for mammer, mammer. I'd call it my mammer. And so, uh, yeah, weird kid. But I'm walking and my dad is rounding the stairs. And I'm like coming around the stairs, right? And I drop the hammer on my foot. And I go, son of a... And I look up and I see him. And I go, pumpkin. <laughs> And he's told that story forever, man. So I've got a history with, I'm, dude. When I when I hit my like so my wild oats phase, dude, yeah. every other word out of my mouth was something vulgar. Like I have had a terrible history of cussing, like a terrible history. And so one of the first things I had to get in order when Jesus is like, okay, you're gonna start taking me seriously now, was like, okay, I gotta rethink the way I talk. Like that that happened very early. Well, that's interesting. That that's one of the first things that came to you. Well, so I was in a band, yeah. right? And I mean, right. I still right. am. Sure. We don't play as often. Right. But like, I mean, look, we cuss all the time. I mean, we're playing like Rage Against the Machine right. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, fact, yeah, yeah. we put out an album that you can't find now. And I don't tell people this reason, but the reason I protested that we ditch it was one, because it was a crappy quality album, but two, because I cussed all over it. And I was like, I don't want that out there anymore. And so we ditched it. We ditched okay. it. And so it's not out there anymore. All of our stuff out there now, it's clean. And yeah. so I'm happy with that. But like, yeah, that was the first thing was like, I'm going to stop cussing in these songs. And so that was my first like thing I had to start fixing. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. You know, uh, I had a flash of a of a scene from a Christmas story. You know, the, yeah. the movie with Ralphie <laughs> yeah. and the scene by the fixing the tire. Yeah. He says fudge. But I didn't say fudge. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I Absolutely feel hilarious. Yeah, and I've I've uh, both uh, had my share of soap bars in my mouth, and done that to uh, probably every single one of my kids. Now, why is it that cussing is something that I think I may be wrong, but I think men do? typically more than women no oh, i first of all i don't maybe not maybe not <laughs> i don't know about that uh on average yeah probably but any more i don't know i don't know um I, I think there's a i think when the reason i feel like i started cussing like when i was younger uh-huh. um like in like middle school high school and i wanted to sound cool you know yeah what i wanted to sound cool Exactly. That, that's, that's the root of that's it. That's it. And I wanted to sound tough. I wanted yeah. to sound like there was some like power behind my words. Yeah. I didn't want to just be this like timid, awkward kid. I wanted to be taken seriously. And so I was going to talk in a way that people would take me seriously. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, and really I just sounded stupid, but yeah, I think there's something to that. There, there is power behind our words. Yeah. There really is. Oh, 100%. I mean, words can, and especially, especially 
negative power. You can tear somebody down quickly yeah. just with words. Yeah. Now you can also build them up, but it takes longer to build them up than it does to tear them down. Isn't that anything though? Yeah. You ever packed a trailer? <laughs> <laughs> Unpacking is so much easier. 100%, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's way easier to deconstruct than it is to build, and that's just the way it is. And we have to be careful with our words. I I would like to talk about a a, a passage here that I think um, is kind of the heart of what we're talking about. I guess it's a verse. Uh, it's James one twenty six. It says, "If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his Ooh. heart." Ooh. This person's religion is worthless. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the heart of this issue. Yeah. Do you control your tongue? Right. right. And that's not to say, listen, because we're going to have to get into, there's a lot of gray area here in yeah. my personal, humble opinion. Well, it appears that we have cussing taking place in the, in the, Probably the Old Testament. I well, yeah, I can come up with some examples there, and uh, New Testament as well. Yeah, and that those are controversial topics sure. because people will argue as to whether or not they are cussing. I'll say this: two teachers that I love to listen to, both of which I don't probably agree with everything. One of them I probably agree with more of, but uh, Mike Winger, he's yeah. going to fall on your like. More middle of the road, Arminian view of the Bible, just straight up Protestant dude. Um, and then you've got Jeff Durbin, who is like your ultra Calvinist, like ultra conservative view. And Mike Winger would say, you know, that, that, that like there's a, there's a certain verse in, in that I'm thinking right now is when Paul says the word scubalon, scubala. Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. Like that. Jeff Durbin's take would be that's their equivalent to SHIT, yeah. right? Excrement. Right, right. But then Winger's view is more like, uh, it's not, it wouldn't have been cussing at that time. I have tended to hear more people make the claim that it's cussing. Yeah. And so I don't know enough on this, but the point is, either way, he's saying the same thing. Yeah. He's saying the word dung yeah poop whatever yeah. like yeah. but he's he's saying it in a in a sense to convey a point right so right. why did he choose that word yeah and then at the end of the day well whether he's saying the equivalent of shit or he's saying the word dung they both mean the same thing yeah so why is it that we get so tripped up over certain <laughs> words that mean this thing but then other words mean this thing you see what i'm saying like yeah. certain words pack more of a punch why is that? What? When do they become cuss words? Like, I kind of want to talk about those things, think through those things. So a while back, I listened through, after listening to you and Jason talk about it, the uh, rise and fall of Mars Hill. <clears throat> yeah. They called Mark Driscoll a cussing pastor. Yep. And in a couple of, they have a couple of sound clips where he indeed does do what I would consider cussing. And when he does... He's doing it for effect. He's doing it to make a point. He's doing it to shake people out of if they happen to be sleeping through his sermon. He wanted to wake them up. Right. <laughs> and I'd say he pretty much succeeded. Yeah. It, 
it's kind of like I look at Jesus, for instance. Like, okay, maybe let, let's let's not dive into the Bible just yet. Let's okay. just talk about words for a yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I've got like I've got this buddy, right? <laughs> and he's a sweetheart. I've never heard him say a cross thing about anybody. He's just super positive, nice guy. But grew up cussing like a sailor to the point that it was so commonplace that he doesn't even know he's doing it. Wow. Okay. And like, I'm not trying look, I'm not trying to be like, okay, so what he's doing is fine here. I'm not doing that. But what I'm saying is like, to the point that this guy drops F-bombs like the word, um, like there's a lull in the conversation and he'll just give a good drawn out F-bomb. And he would do this like in front of my parents who he knows are like these ultra like conservative, like people that aren't going to be cool with you just yeah. like walking around yeah. cussing in front of their kids, you know? And then he, then they'd like give him a weird look and he'd like think about it for a second and realize like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize like it. It's like he didn't even know that that wasn't okay. So my thing is like, is there a level to this of like your upbringing and your culture that you're familiar with plays into <laughs> what, what, how guilty you are? Yeah. The, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like well, you he was almost ignorant of it. You like, mentioned the word culture there and you use it as, you know, a cultured person, but culture does play into it. Language plays into it. So in English, I grew up in a household where hearing my God, uh, that was a cuss word. Oh, my God. You know, that, that uh, we didn't do that. That was anytime it was, it was done in our presence, mom usually would. Oh. Right. <laughs> Just kind of. Well, in Colombia, one of the th first things that we learned was Dios mío is just super, super common. It, there's, it, it's just like saying, my goodness. Right. Right. So, but, but I mean, like, does that make it all right though, too? You know what I'm saying? All I'm saying here is that culture impacts what we say. Right. Um, but I think OMG in our culture is super commonplace to the point oh, that yeah. people don't think anything. Yeah, of it. Yeah. So is that different than saying, you know, Dios mío? Yeah, I think it, I think there is, but I don't know why there is, and I'm not sure I can defend that. That's fair. Okay, so while we're on that topic, right? Yeah. So we always talk about the reason you shouldn't say that is because it's one of the Ten Commandments. Don't take the name, of the, take the name of the Lord in vain. Don't take the name of the Lord in But the problem is that's not what that passage says. That's not says. what it means. <laughs> right. It, it, the word take in, in Greek... Uh, well, or sorry, in Hebrew, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll actually have to look it up before we go any further. Uh, but I can tell you what it means. It means to bear. Yeah. And I'll look it up so I yeah. don't sound like yeah. an idiot. Um, but So the commandment is really not so much about what we say. It's about what we carry with us. Carrying God's name, carrying God's presence with us. When we do that, uh, there's to be intentionality there. Right. Like, for instance, like all throughout the Old Testament, God says, like, I'm going to place my name on your on your exactly. lips and on your head and on your hand and in your heart, you know, and like and so what he's saying is like, you're going to carry my name on you yeah. and you're going to represent me because you're my image bearer. Right. And so don't 
bear my name improperly. So it's actually much bigger than don't use God's name like a cuss word. Far and away. Right. It, it's <clears> like, <throat> no, don't misrepresent him. Exactly. But I think it's fair to say that part of that would be, well, don't just go around saying God's name all willy nilly like it's like yeah, nothing. Sure. So that's when I get to like OMG where I'm like, ooh, that one still doesn't really sit right with right, me or right. even Dios mio unless you're in a situation where you're literally thinking to God, my God, like, thank you. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's different. That's different than like, right. I'm going to sling your name around like it's nothing. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And so that that one's that one's tricky for me. Yeah. There are other things like that. We were talking about this a little bit before. Um, it, it's kind of hard to define exactly what a cuss word is because in some places it's not. And in other places it really is. Yes. Uh, we mentioned the difference between England and here, uh, listening to groups like Mumford and Sons. Right. Uh, the F word just flies in and out of, uh, almost every song. No. Well, yeah. Dude, a lot of them. I think it's just Little Lion Man on the first album. Oh, no. Is it not? Oh, no. It's, it's... just a couple songs then. Dude, uh... I've listened to that album backwards and forwards, <laughs> and I've played it. So <laughs> so that that was actually one of the songs I had to had to battle with on like, okay, now I'm going to stop cussing once I came to that point, because okay. we played Little Lion Man in my yeah. band a lot. Um, but But point being, though, they do say it oh, yeah. regularly. Yeah, yeah. At le- if not on each album in common speech. Right. And uh playing in America that word is bleeped. Right. Yeah, they they uh it's not actually a bleep, it's uh just it disappears. <laughs> right. Right. But in England, yeah. It's not as much of a deal. No, it's not. That that like what <laughs> sorry to our uh European listeners, but to say something like bloody like that Oh, yeah. That is like gross speech. Right. Now, they say that too. But. They, they do, <laughs> but, 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 but like that's more of got an oomph to it, right? Right, right, because right. It, Whereas it, here, it doesn't mean a thing. Which is really funny now that I'm thinking about it because that actually relates to what Paul, the way Paul uses when he talks about our filthy rags, when he talks about oh, our yeah, righteousness. It's very much a an English turn of phrase. Um, Paul in scripture says that our faith is to be counted as filthy rags, right? That's what our translations say. Our works. Our works. What did I say? Our faith. Faith. I'm sorry. Our works. My bad. Um, Yeah. That our works are as filthy rags. And when, when we look at our translations, that's what it says. But if you look at what Paul is actually referring to, he's referring to the rag that a woman would use on her menstrual cycle. Right. He's saying that our works are like filthy tampons. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that is a gross thing to say. Yes. But Paul I'm sure it had an impact. (laughs) And so I think that's kind of where we got to go with this is like sometimes, sometimes through a very carefully chosen process. And I think that's got to be said because we've already shown you, you know, that the Bible is making the claim that a man has to bridle his tongue. He has to be in control of his tongue. He has to know what he's saying, yeah. right? Take, take hold of it. I like what Mike Winger said about this. Uh, even if I don't know that I'm totally in agreement with him on like scuba with Paul. Um, he said that w- when we look at scripture, it's like kind of saying if, if we can't even control our tongue, then what can we control? Yeah. 
right? That like, if we're not in control of that, then are we really in control of the rest of us? Right. And so we have to be in control of the tongue. But if there's a situation that calls for coarse language to explain a coarse situation and it is carefully chosen and it is impactful and it gets the point across in a loving, meaningful way. I think the Bible is in agreement with that. Jesus tells men that they're they're not these whitewashed, beautiful, they're not these big, beautiful structures. They're whitewashed tombs right. that, that they look pretty on the outside, but on the inside, they're dead and they're yeah. decaying full and they're bones. dying. They're yeah. full of bones. Um, that's a horrible thing to say to a person. Yeah. And Jesus says it. I mean, if that's not on par with saying a cuss word at somebody, I don't know what is other than we don't call that a cuss word. Right. But Jesus did it. To explain to somebody the gravity of the situation. Right. He's saying, you think you're alive and you think you're what God wants to see, but you are full of death and you need to understand that. And like, would any other sentence have done the same thing at that yeah. moment in time? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's really complicated to just go cussing is wrong. Right. Yeah. Or cussing is fine. Right. Those are both untrue statements. The truth lies somewhere in the middle. Yeah. There is a time and a place for words to cut through the situation and make an impact. And I think we see that over and over throughout scripture. But at the end of the day, I think the major takeaway here is that we can't, we have to control ourselves. Yeah. We do need to bridle our tongue. Yeah. And probably that probably James, what he intends when he says that, it's beyond just don't cuss. It's be careful when you're talking to someone. Aren't you tearing them down? Because words can hurt incredibly. Right. We've all seen that. We've all probably done that. Um, When I was growing up, man, I could cut somebody. I'd uh, figure out, you know, what really hurt them and use it. Yeah. And, uh, boy, that was horrible. That was, that was verbal bullying. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm guilty of the same thing, man. Like, I think there's something to like, I was never a, I was never an intimidating guy as far as like stature. I was never like all that strong or anything. Right. But I knew my words could do the work for me. Yep. And that's not good. Right. But, but it also speaks to the power of like, your words. I mean, this comes down to the whole passage of like, you can either speak words of life or you can speak words of death, right? Like you can breathe life into this world with the things you say, or you can breathe death into this world with the things that you say. And I think that's so true. When we look at God, God literally speaks the world into existence. Yeah. Through words. So much so that when John writes his gospel, he starts off by saying that Jesus existed since the very, the very beginning. And he does it by saying that he's the word. Yeah. Look at the power that's there. He, he describes a, a sword coming out of his mouth that his yeah. words cut through, that they are a weapon 
right? That that it is. I mean, but think about that. Like, what is a weapon used for? A weapon is used to defend, or it's used to attack and to kill, right? And so, like, is that is that pointing to the power of the word of God, and in turn, we being made in the image of God? Does that not say that we have swords in our mouths and we can choose how to use those swords? Um, I look at Ephesians 4.29, it says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. I think that as fits the occasion is very interesting. Because maybe the, <laughs> I don't know, like, did, did Jesus look at, at his situation with those Pharisees and go, this fits the occasion? <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not saying like, he probably did. Right. He, he's not saying like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to like tell you, you guys are so great. And I just love you guys so much. And uh, you know, I just went, no, no cause that's not going to get the point across and, and, and what he was doing, he was trying to help them. Yeah. He's not doing it to make right. like, he's trying to show them you're dead. You're dead in your sin. You are, you're evil. You're rotten to the core. And there's no other way to say it than than to say it, right? Well, the interesting thing about Jesus is as he deals with people, he takes the people that the Pharisees would commonly berate and abuse, and he encourages. He's all sweetness and, and cream with them. Then he turns around and looks at the Pharisees, who are always treated with great respect, and and you know, you never say a cross word to them. And he calls them, you brood of vipers, you whitewashed too. Sons of the devil. You sons of the devil. Yeah. Well, how is that any worse than SOB? I mean, like, that's worse. <laughs> You're not a son of a dog. You're the son of the <laughs> devil himself. You, you know what I mean? Like, those are coarse words. And they're exactly what Jesus meant. And he used them intentionally. They didn't escape from a rotten heart. They came out of a well-intentioned, thoughtful moment. And that seems to be what lies behind all of this. Right. Do we let our, do, do, do we just let the words fly? Right. Or are we really thinking about it? I, I think about like, I, okay, I know that you're, you and I probably sit in different spots on like the gun issue, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, do you own a gun? No. I own like 10, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. But I carry a gun when I know that I'm going into like a, a big thick city right, where there right. may be danger or something right, right, right. and I keep it hidden and I never touch it. Right. And the intention is I never, ever, 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 ever want to have to use it. Right. Ever. Right. But the day I have to use it to protect my family or my friends, I will. Right. Because it will save a life. Yeah. And that'll mean doing something horrible to do it. Um, not, not horrible, but something I would never want to have to do. Right. I mean, you're protecting people regardless. I find it really interesting that the tongue is compared to a weapon. Yeah. A sword. Something right. that you should keep sheathed. Something that should, ne you should never want to have right. to use it. And it's a two edged sword. It cuts attacking and it can cut defending too. Right. You have to be very, very careful <laughs> exactly. with it. Right. And so the idea is what if we treated our words with the same care, uh, a trained person with a firearm does that yeah. they're like, 
I have this with the intention to never have to do anything with it. We should see harsh words in a similar manner. Like, I don't want to have to use these. Right. But the day may come when I have to use something. And that doesn't mean you do it to cut somebody down. That doesn't mean you do it to make yourself feel better and feel superior to them. Right. Jesus does it because he's trying to show you're dying. He's trying to take people who are probably not going to listen. Right. Unless they are insulted. Paul. Talking yep. about circumcision. Thing, he says, thing. all these people that are telling people they need to be circumcised to be saved. He's like, well, I'll tell you what. The rest of you, why don't you just go ahead and lob the whole thing off? <laughs> I wish they were castrated. That's what he says. He does. That is what your Bible says. And I know that sounds harsh, but like Paul is like, you are getting in the way of people's salvation right now. Yep. And if that's what you're going to do, then just take it the whole nine yards. Why don't you just really commit to this thing? <laughs> yeah. You know, like. He's he's trying to show the gravity of the insanity of what they're saying. And he uses some really foul language to do it. But like, that's in your Bible. Yeah. And it's not condemned behavior. <laughs> like, okay, so we've kind of walked down this path a little bit. Let's Let's explore it a little bit more. We talked about words that can build people up and words that can tear people down. What are some common ways that... We tear people down sometimes without even thinking about it. I nitpick, man. I nitpick people. And that's not even cussing. Yeah. Like, okay, for instance. <clears throat> oh, man. So me and my wife. So Abby started playing uh, Fortnite with me and my sister. And I'm just not fun to play games with. Like, look, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, if there's still one thing I have to really be careful about today is when I'm playing games, when I get down to the line, that's when I slip and say things I shouldn't 100 <laughs> percent, whether it's a cuss word or not. Right. Like, right, right, that's right. when I get mean. That's when I get and I'm not even trying to be. But I'm like, we were so close. And then you did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And dude, Abby is new and she's not good at Fortnite yet. She's getting there. She's yeah. getting a lot better, but yeah. there's still little things where she's like off. And I know people are like, dude, why are we talking about Fortnite? But this, <laughs> this fits, I promise. <laughs> but like, it'll get down to some, you know, it's us and one other team and we're, one of us is going to win. And then we lose on some stupid thing that happened. And I will say stuff sometimes just be like, why did you do that? And then she'll be crying because she's sweet and she's nice. <laughs> And I'm a jerk. I'm a big, stupid jerk. And I say something dumb. And then I spend the next 20, 30 minutes apologizing. And then we're not playing the game. And then I feel bad. And then, you know, she's just quiet in the corner. And it's like, I've ruined the night over something so stupid. So trivial. So trivial. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. That's what words do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's not even cuss words. No. And I do the same thing. I, uh, Usually, sometimes it's not even a word; it's a look. It's a, it's a sigh or something. When, and uh, yeah, but the intention behind it is, I want you to hurt a little bit. Right, right. Um, it's like the tough love thing. It's like you think it's the tough love yeah, thing. But that, it's like, that's does your that really rationalization. Help? Yeah, right. Yeah, this is tough love. When really, it's just. You being a jerk. <laughs> right, right, 100%. And, and I think, you know, I think guys are really susceptible to that. I, I don't want to just say it's guys. There's, I definitely know women like that, too. But, like, 
I think it's our personality types, uh, just as people, uh, person to person, it's different. Our upbringing, I think is part of it. My dad definitely raised me. Like when I messed up, you know, you either got spanked or you got explained why what you just did was wrong, you know? And like, and it was very like, he was trying to like toughen you up a little bit. And, and, and he was way softer than his dad. His dad was a Marine, you know? And so like, he'd just beat him, you know? And so like it changes over time from generation to generation, sure. but we each kind of have our way of how we think other people need to learn or how they need to be doing better. Or we are maybe when we cuss all the time, maybe that's because my parents cussed at me all the time growing up and mine didn't, but I'm just saying like, you know, like your upbringing has a lot to do with the way you talk, the way you think, the way you treat other people. But the Bible's going, you got to get a rein on that. And you've got to master the way you speak and you think and you act. Do you think that people tend to unbridle their tongue more when they're on social media than they do when they're face to face? Oh, yeah. Well, there's like studies about that. The the fact that, well, there's studies about that. And then there's the fact that there's so many just fake accounts that are trolling online. Sure. But like, yeah, there's something about like the way that when you sit behind a computer screen, you don't have the accountability. It's faceless. Yeah. yeah. Cause when you can see a person's face and you can see how you're actually hurting them yeah. with your words, it changes the way we behave. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's the quickest way to probably get an apology out of somebody is to just be like, why are you being mean to me? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> and then it messes people up when they realize they're being mean. Um, but the other thing to recognize is, you know, online, I think they took like the top 20 Christian websites online and they were run by Russian troll farms. <laughs> so you got that element too. So we yeah. kind of got to be careful with the social media thing, right, but, right, right. but yeah, there's an element of like, you have less responsibility yeah. so you can get by yeah. with more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's goofy. All kind. Yeah. I'll, um, we open up so many rabbit trails there that we could run down any single one of them, but Let's let's, uh, stay true to what we began to talk about. So we asked the question, what are ways that we can tear other people down? What are ways that we can build people up? Instead of being intentional about trying to hurt someone, instead of being intentional about trying to tear them down or make ourselves bigger than them, what should we be doing? How should we be talking to people? Colossians 4.6. What does that say? Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Seasoned with salt. What is salt? Okay, I have New Living Translation here. I like this. Okay. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder what it actually says now. Seasoned with salt. <laughs> okay. Seasoned with salt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's a note and it's in the note. It okay. says seasoned with salt. So got it. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you understand that? Verse? Well, let your words be a preservative. Yeah. Like salt is a preservative. Salt is flavorful. So attractive. Yeah, attractive. It's, ta- it's tasteful. Sure, right. It's good. Um, it brings out the best in the other. It does. You ever had a piece of meat without salt? Yeah. It's kind of gross. It's, yeah. It's not very. Don't want that. No. Stick a little bit of salt on it. And, mm, right. That's so, nice. Which, which, I mean, listen, and that does not mean flattery, right? Because the Bible's 
pretty clear about like, well, don't just be this like right. person full of fake words to try and get something out of people. Well, there's a difference between flattery and recognition. Yeah. Be kind. Be yeah. good to them. Build them up with your words. Check in on people. Be intentional. I think that's really what this whole thing boils down to. Yeah. Be intentional with the things you say. Right. And the goal should be to build people up. But sometimes, and I think when we're talking about the like the 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 foul language side of things, that should be reserved for when you're already at the bottom of the barrel in this situation. <laughs> where where we're at the bottom and there's nowhere to go but up. I need you to understand now that you are at the bottom <laughs> of the barrel. Like we, let's start building. Like that's what I see over and over and over with when people do use foul yeah. language in the Bible. It's always with the intention to get you back on track so we can start building again. I think a lot of times when people use curse words, it's a it's a knee-jerk reaction. It's 100%. Just boom. Just we've got to learn how to take a step back and before we open our mouth and let that fly, we think what just happened? What is what I'm about to say going to do to that person? What could I do instead of that? So perfect point. Yes, 100%. To add to that, if you drop an F-bomb, what does that even mean? Right, right. What like, what does that word even mean? It doesn't add anything. It doesn't have a meaning. It's lost its meaning. There are stories of what it originally meant, and I don't even want to get into that. But like Jimmy, I was talking with Jimmy about this, just picking his brain. I was like, what do you think about curse words, Jimmy? You know, because yeah. he's always just fun to like bounce stuff off of. And uh, we got talking. He said, you know, he said, I was working with this one foreman. He said, he was a super nice guy. <laughs> he said, but man, he just cussed like a sailor. He said, he got up there and he gave this whole speech. And afterwards I looked at him and I said, do you realize in that last sentence, you just said, you just use an F-bomb as a, a noun, an adjective, a verb, an <laughs> adverb. He's just going on. <laughs> And the guy's like, what do you mean? And that's a great point. It's like, that is not a beneficial word. No. It doesn't do no. anything other than just like offend some people. Yeah. So why say it? Why say it? Whereas when you look at Paul's use of whether you want to say scubula is a curse word or it just means dung. The point is it means dung. Yeah. One way or the other. Right. Or Jesus saying, you're a tomb full of dead men's bones. Well, Paul's saying, look, your your works are filthy rags or, you know, this is dung. Well, he's comparing that to something gross and worthless and bad to show you it's bad. Yeah. It doesn't save. It doesn't do anything. Exactly. Jesus is saying you're dead on the inside and you need life. He's choosing his words carefully, right? We don't do that with most of the cuss words we use. Right. Like... We say our cuss words as just like these little flavor words that get like randomly placed into sentences. They, just splattered in a conversation. Yeah, they don't even make sense. Like if you would break those words down to what they actually mean and then use it in a sentence, I'd say nine out of ten times it wouldn't make sense because that's not how we even use cuss words anymore. Right, right. So there is something starkly different between what you see in scripture versus the way most people use curse words. Yeah, very definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We are all over the place here. This oh, is a man. wild time. Yeah. I don't know how else to, like, how we couldn't be. Like, this is a weird one. We said don't flatter. How do you build somebody up? How do you, how do you? You have to look for the good in people. 
Yeah. Right. Which I think is the opposite of what we do when we're tearing somebody down um, or, or yeah. you know, when we're just getting vulgar Definitely. with our language, right? right we're usually right, right. dwelling on the bad. Right. We have to force ourselves to think about the good, which I think is why Jesus says, pray for your enemies. Yeah. Because you can't pray for your enemies and not learn to like them because you got to uh, think about the good. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. You're forced to keep thinking about, you know, what I want for that person. And you can't love somebody and hate them at the same time. It just doesn't work yeah. that way. So I, I think, I think we have to be really intentional to get to know people and look at their life and go, Hey, I really appreciate this about you. And I, I want to see you lean into that more. I think you're doing a great job with it. Or, Hey, I don't think what you're doing right now is good, but I see this in you. And I think you could be this. Yeah. Why don't you try leaning into that? And I'll help you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's being intentional and, and straightforward and, and kind and truthful and loving and like it, it's intentionality. Yeah. It's not accidental. You can't accidentally build somebody up. And that's the thing. That's the thing. You've got to be looking. You've got to, you've got to intentionally say, I'm going to find them doing something good. What are they doing? What are they doing? Oh, that's good. Let me tell them that. Right. But since it's intentional, that generally means it's hard. Yeah. Because we love being accidental. <laughs> We love being accidental, and frankly, we love being negative. <laughs> yes. One, well, it's kind of funny to be negative, right? Or at least we've taught yeah. ourselves that. Oh, most jokes. Right, right. You are look at based comedians. On demeaning yeah. someone or something. Or themselves. Self deprecating yeah. comedians. I mean, that is like the thing of the day. I mean, like, it's not good to dwell in that space. And I'm not saying it's bad to like, say, you know, joke about yourself every once in a while and, sure. you know, cut up on yourself a little bit. Like that can be funny every once in a while, but yeah. like, is that just where your head's at all the time? Right. That's yeah. not good. Yeah. And it's not good to be there with other people thinking about the worst in people. Yeah. This is the set your sights on the things above. Right. Hmm. Great verse. Yeah. yeah. Be concerned with the things of heaven, the things that are lasting, not the things that are going to fall apart and the things that don't matter. It, it's it's about being set on eternity. And here's the thing. One day, there's not going to be any negativity. One day, there's not going to be any bad. So there, okay, that's an interesting point. One day, there will be no need for curse words. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. One day, they'll never, you'll never hear another one again. One day. So. Is it all, is it, is it worth it now? <laughs> and, and maybe the answer is yes, maybe, but you better be very selective on deciding that. So what you said reminded me of a verse. I looked the verse up and it's awesome. It's uh, Philippians four, uh, starting in verse eight. Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what's true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all that you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. That's interesting. Can you read that, that list again? Yeah. What is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, worthy of praise? And then what? When we see that, then the God of peace will be with you. We get God's peace 
when we see the good in other people. So you want to pair something to that to make this even more complex and oh, crazy? Oh, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> uh, where's my passage? James 3, 8 through 10. But no human being can tame the tongue. It says, it is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brother, these things ought not to be so. But no human being can tame the tongue. Wow. So, once we do all these really good things, <laughs> right? Once, once, we, once we learn to talk right, once we do all that, then we'll see the God of peace among us, right? But right. <laughs> we can't do it. Only God can do it. That's right. Yeah. And so it starts with God and it ends with God. Isn't that great? That we have to go to God and say, God, I can't fix my tongue. I can't fix the way I talk. I can't fix what I do or think or say. I need you to change me, genuinely change me. And then he does. And then we start doing good things. And then we see God in our lives. Cool. Isn't that wild? Cool. It is. It is. But it's just interesting. And that's really the way it works, too. Right. Right. It's it's just so, like, if you would just take one of those passages, though, and you didn't read them together, you could... Without reading contextually, you could be like, oh, well, you know, it starts with God and then then I can fall apart or whatever. And it's like, or I've got to do these things right so I can see God. Yeah, I got to earn this. Once I earn this, then. Right. But it's like, no, it's it's both. Yeah. It's it starts and ends with God. With God. And we have to make our words all about that. And each thing we say has to be with that in mind. That the reason we are talking with other people is to love God and to love our neighbor because that is the greatest commandments, right, right? Right, right, Everything we do should center around the concept of love for our God above all else and love for our neighbors. And when we're loving our neighbors, we're loving God, right? And so everything we say and do needs to be through that lens. And if the words you're saying don't fit in that picture, it's wrong. Is that a fair? I think so. That's the measure? Yep. Be intentional. Make sure it fits into the concept of loving people. And if you are just saying things to just say things, it doesn't even matter if you're cussing. If you're just saying things and they're, 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 what's the, what's the passage? I actually heard Mike Winger talking about this, that, uh, one day, uh, it's like at the judgment that everyone will be accountable for every, for every word that they've said or something like that. Yeah, but it's like every unintentional word, every careless word they've spoken. That's um, what it is. For every careless word they've spoken. Wow. Well, how much of what we say is careless, oh whether it's a oh cuss word goodness. or not. Yeah. So just just like OMG, right? Yeah. Just yeah. like the don't take the name of the Lord in vain. Right. You know, that is so much bigger than just saying OMG. That is, no, everything you do, everything you think, everything you are, everything you speak needs to model God, right? It needs to be like God. It's so much bigger than just that. Cussing is really a way, the, the question isn't, it shouldn't be, is cussing okay? The question should be, is every word we speak intentional and full of life? and love. Am, am I serious about what I talk about? Yeah. Or am I just yeah. like winging this thing and saying nothing? Just open my lips and let it fly. Yeah. Because God says you're going to be accountable for that one day. Dang. Mic drop. We're done.
That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else? No, 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 no. I think we bled I, this I thing dry. Enough. I think that's enough. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I really, this one's always been fascinating to me. Yeah. Because words are just weird in the first place. Yeah. Because they're just sounds, but they have things behind them. Yes, they do. But like God still sees such an importance in them. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, sorry, I I did in the middle of uh, watching that video, I did, I took a screenshot because I thought that this would be a, a cool little closer. It was somebody's comment. And it was so simple. And I think it sums up everything we're trying to say here. But this, uh, this is Epic Duality on YouTube commented. Okay. So, so shout out to whoever that is uh, on, on Mike Winger's video said, I believe the God who created, created the universe with his words finds words more important than we think. Huh. It was like, Ooh, that's, that's that is profound. Yeah, that is, that is So think on that. And I think it's true. God chose to breathe all this into existence through his words. And so he probably cares more than you probably do about the words you use. Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all go check us out on salty saints podcast.com. Go uh, check out our friends at Life Audio. They got tons and tons of podcasts for you on prayer and raising your family and reading your Bible and all sorts of goodies. Um, They're awesome. We love them. Go check them out. Please give us a comment or a like. Leave us something to go off of. We love to hear your questions. We have got a voice chat option. You can leave us voicemail on our website now. So just click that little microphone button, leave us a message, leave your name, and we would love to address your questions here on the podcast. We want to hear from you guys. We're so thankful that you uh, are listening to this or, or have listened to this or wherever you're at in this podcast. But um, yeah, we, we want to communicate a little more with you guys than we have in the past. So make sure to get on there, leave us something. And until next time, stay salt. Looking for ways to stay positive? Brighten your day with the free story behind podcasts. Hear weekly short stories that showcase true joy, love, and hope. Listen now at lifeaudio.com or by searching for Story Behind wherever you get your podcasts.